Hey Megs, this is Marion and you're listening to Megs Moments, a podcast about all things related to entrepreneurship, business, millennials, and pop culture. This is episode number 11. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Meg's Moments. We hope you've enjoyed our last few episodes. We've just been having so much fun here on the podcast and we want to keep things going and rolling. Today we have a special guest with us who is going to tell us all things beauty, hair, care, and we're just so excited to have her here. So just wanted to welcome our friend Daisy to the show. And on the podcast, you got to give yourself a round of applause. Thank you you. you for having me. (laughs) No problem. Daisy, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, who you are? Okay, so my name is Daisy, Daisy Badu. I am COO of Pavo Cosmetics. Um, what is Pavo Cosmetics? I think that's the next question. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pavo Cosmetics is a cosmetic line for women of color by women of color. Um, so it's pretty much the brainchild of my mother, um, who started the company back in 2001 um, as a part-time passion kind of project. Um, and it's grown since then. Um, we have locations in Ghana. We have a location here in the GTA. It's amazing. Um, so I think for me, what I do, I do a little bit of everything in the business. <laughs> Isn't that such like a millennial thing? What do you do? I'm a multitasker. <laughs> Capable of doing any and everything. That's amazing. That's amazing. So good to hear. So before we get into our full-on conversation with you to learn a little bit more about your journey and to learn a little bit more about Papa, I wanted to talk to you about some things that we've been seeing on social media, some pop culture topics. Is that cool with you? Okay, Okay, awesome. So recently on Twitter, I saw a thread, a conversation where people were commenting about the oddness of washing your body beyond your knees, I guess. Yeah, I saw that too. Okay. I was confused. Yeah, so it was it threw me off a little bit because I figured So just to, to provide some context again, um the person had tweeted basically, is it normal for you to shower past your kneecaps like they basically implied that, like, once you've bathed the rest of your, like, the upper half of your body, the soap essentially runs down to, like, your knees and your feet, so that basically takes care of it. I saw another tweet where somebody had mentioned, um, how dirty can your legs possibly get that you need to wash them every day? And there's just, no, no worries. I'm not, I just, I was slightly confused because I figured it was kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, um, to be honest, when I saw it, I actually saw it on Instagram, I thought it was a joke at first. I laughed. As did and I. I started reading some of the comments, and people are agreeing, and I'm like, but when, wait, aren't, when you shower, aren't you supposed to scrub all parts of your body? That's what down I... Down to your feet? What? I mean, I, for me, it was it was a no-brainer, but I'm like, maybe I was raised differently. Okay, and <laughs> to, to, to carry off of that, so I started having conversations with people around me, because I was like, am I the abnormal one? Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, as I started having conversations with different people from different um, backgrounds, I started to recognize that, like, based on the way in which you were brought up, that would determine, like, what types of showers you take, Mm -hmm. what you use to bathe your body, the types of products you use. So it became, like, very, very interesting. But in reading all of this, it kind of made me wonder, um, Daisy, let us know, why is bathing, why is hygiene, cleanliness, why is that all very important in addition to a good beauty routine? Um, hygiene, it's, it's important for your own self-being. I think in general, Mm -hmm. um, just making sure your body's clean. I feel like, why wouldn't you want to feel clean? Um, I think just making sure you, at the end of the day, no matter if you have clothes on, you will get dirty. I'm I'm sorry to to bust some bubbles, but you are going to get dirty Mm -hmm. no matter what. And I think just making sure you have a good routine, um, which for me, I've 
personally feel like a good routine includes sponge and soap. Agreed. Um, some might argue that soap alone is fine, but um, I feel like you need to actually scrub it off. Mm-hmm. It could be, again, my upbringing being a Ghanaian uh, child. Um, right. Supple or the hard sponge is what you shower with. So it's like it, it exfoliates your, your body, skin. right? And yeah. I think, and even in high school, people always say, "Oh my gosh, your skin is so soft. How'd you get it so soft?" And I'll be sitting there like, "I mean, I, I shower with the sponge. Like that's all I do." Yeah, <laughs> I yeah no. Again, I figured it was kind of like a, a it worked for all of us, but yeah. that the thread got me wondering even more. Like, are people doing things as simple as like washing their faces? And then I yes. think about the fact that. Uh, the beauty industry right now is a big deal. There are a lot of people wearing makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, please explain to me what happens if you are a lover of makeup but don't necessarily take care of the face portion of your skin. Um, for makeup, the the main thing that's going to make your makeup look good is making sure your face is on point. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what you do, no matter what you put on your skin, if your skin isn't taken care of, you are ruining your skin, your makeup will not look flawless. So making sure the days you are wearing your makeup, when you come home, you're removing it before washing it. Washing your face is not just removing your makeup. You actually have to physically remove your makeup with some type of makeup remover. Um, some people use oils. Um, some people use some form of creams. Um, but actually removing your makeup and then washing your face. Um, going to sleep with makeup on is literally having your skin suffer. No, don't do it, ladies. <laughs> don't do it. Your skin is literally crying like, why are you making you're not making me breathe? You need your skin to breathe. Um, so I think it's so important to remove your makeup, wash your face, some have some type of routine going um, with an actual cleanser on your face. Um, just something to make sure whatever you take put, in, put on your face, you're taking it off. Because mm-hmm. makeup is not supposed to be a lifetime thing in terms of having something that's supposed to last on your face as long as possible. Makeup's supposed to go on and come off. It's supposed to go on and come off. That was a good word. So everybody out there, please take care of your face. Take care of your, like, just, just appreciate the body that you have. Please do. Bathe it, scrub it. That's why the body shop exists. That's why Bath and Body Works exists. They have like 12 million different types of body butters. That's why there's an entire industry. It's okay to, to, to wash your legs, to wash your feet, to scrub and exfoliate your face. So Let's keep all of these amazing tips in mind. Please do, please Thank do. you so much. So uh, you initially mentioned that your mom was actually the one res- responsible for starting uh, the family business. Tell me, walk me through the process. What were your thoughts when your mom came to you and was initially like, hey, this is this is the business I want to start. This is the idea that I have. Um, for me, I was very young when she had brought up the idea. I think my mom has always been a very fashionable stylish woman um as long as i can remember so she's been wearing makeup since i was born um and i think her struggle was every time she'll go to a makeup counter she would always complain that she has to buy either two foundations or the foundation is not matching her right right so when she literally just was sitting there she's like guys i think i'm gonna start a makeup company at first i was just like okay mom like sure (laughs) knock yourself out but when i actually saw that she was doing the research she was talking to people she's like oh d follow me like get in the car we're gonna go see a chemist i was like oh wow first of all i didn't even really know what a chemist was (laughs) at that point um but it was interesting and i think for me it was a good example of to see what a woman can do my mom was working full-time at that time in the bank um head office so for her sometimes she would come home and run to go do this on the weekends we were spending time doing this, testing this. I've been her little test dummy with the foundation <laughs> and stuff since I was, what, eight, nine? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very interesting. It was very encouraging. 
Um, for me, as a, a very girly girl from young, it was very cool to be able to wear makeup when right. I was allowed to. Right. So it was it was good. That's awesome. And so then you mentioned your mom started this business fairly early. At what point and at what stage does she then have the conversation with you to be a part of the, the business and the brand? Um, so I was pretty much a part of it from the beginning. I mm-hmm. think just doing small things, helping her. Because um, when we first started the business, we were selling wholesaling to a lot of beauty supply stores. Okay. Um, so just going with her to stores, packaging stuff. Um, so the real conversation really came in probably when I graduated university. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister was really on my mom because we had already opened uh, two locations in Ghana at that point. And she's like, the business started here. Why do we not have a location here? Right. So it was kind of my mom really sitting us down and saying, okay, if we're going to open this, you both have to be very committed to it um, because I'm not going to be here all the time. So Mm -hmm. if you have a location, you guys are working in the location. You guys are going to be the point of contact between the chemists and the manufacturers and everything. Um, So it was just, it was a time for me to really sit and think, what do I want to do with my life? Um, At that time, when I finished school, I was really... I got a degree in journalism, and I didn't really want to work in journalism. Mm-hmm. I was trying to find my footing. Um, so being able to work for myself was a great idea to me. Um, it was fun. At first, I thought it would be extremely <laughs> easy, extremely fun. And right. so, you know, when the hard work started, it kind of, you know, hit me and like a rock, but it was good. That's amazing. And I think what I, I've loved most about what I've, I'm hearing so far is how uh, willing your mom was to teach you guys and empower you guys. What what would you say is the best lesson you've learned in terms of business from seeing your mom in terms of the hustle and the work that she puts in? Um, I think, whoa, greatest lesson. I think one of the greatest lessons my mom always taught us is to never give up. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom is very big on keep trying. Um, from a young age, she always talked to us being black females that it's not going to be easy for you. Um, she was very open, very had great conversations with us. And I think that also the fact that my mom was very open to different careers outside of the norm right. of being a doctor, being a lawyer. Um, a lot of people were very, even when I wanted to go to school for journalism and writing, my, everybody was like, and your mom's okay with yeah, that? Yeah, that's like taboo. That's like, very taboo, you know, <laughs> being, being Ghanaian, being yeah, African, you're yeah. going to be a gal and you're not going to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. And like, people used to talk to my mom, like, pull her aside, are you sure? And I think for my mom, she was always follow your passion in life. Um, she was big on also just making sure that you're happy. My mom preaches about happiness mm-hmm. all the time. If you're not happy, stop what you're doing and reevaluate reevaluate yourself. I love so, that. For her, just seeing her mom's in sleep. Wow. When, and it's like, sometimes when I'm like, hey, can you relax? She's like, no, like, I'm working so hard for you guys, which pushes us to work so hard because... We want to see her rest right. eventually, right? Yeah. So the harder we push, we know we're taking the business to another level where she doesn't have to be up all the time in planes 24-7, going mm-hmm. here, driving here. So. And so did you or your sister have any, I guess, business operation experience prior to? or No. <laughs> but there was a certain level of confidence. Um, well, one, I guess, from your mom, but like in yourselves that made you think, I, yes, we can do this? I think, honestly, it was a, a leap of faith, to be honest. Um for my sister, my sister has always been into makeup herself. Um, she started wearing makeup from when she was 16. So having the business there when she started wearing makeup, mm-hmm. being able to have foundation and stuff that matches, she loved it. Um, so she, after she got her degree in social sciences and everything, she ended up going back to makeup school to really understand certain That's things. That's amazing. Um, so for her, it was a, like, oh my gosh, this is great. But I think when we finally really got into it, it was like, 
oh my gosh, this would work. <laughs> like, there'll be times where we're like, okay, we want to sleep, but no, we have to finish this. We got to right. do this. We got to. But I think for us, just the business aspect of a seeing mom and we, I'm not going to lie to you, we learn as we go. Mm-hmm. There's certain things we thought would make sense and we tried it, it didn't make sense. And then you got to just keep continuing. I think business is a little bit in our blood because mom as well doesn't really technically have a business right. background. She has a math background, a banking background. Um, so it's just kind of go with the flow. No, I hear that. And that's that's what I hear a lot of business owners say like sometimes it just comes down to trial and error what did we try what worked for us what didn't work for us how do we reevaluate and restructure that and go back and do something better so that's awesome that you guys are picking that up and it hasn't been a deterrent for you and you guys are still going strong so what has it been like operating a business with your mom and your sister because i have to be honest with you i have three sisters okay i love my mom to death we don't even work together okay all of us don't even live together and we still manage to argue so how do you guys how do you guys do it Honestly, don't get it twisted. We argue. <laughs> like it's only it's always been me and my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, but we argue and we argue a lot. But I think we always realize the argument is out of love and we're so passionate about it. Right. But trust me, we argue. I get mad with my mom a lot. My mom gets mad at me. We'll have like at least like six hours where no one wants to talk to each other. <laughs> Everyone wants to be in their own space. Um, and it's hard because from business at the end of the day it's not like you can walk away from these people right when the door is closed i'm still going home with the same people this is true live in the same house so um you kind of just gotta i mean the arguments are gonna happen you're still sisters you're still girls you still live in the same house yeah me and my sister are eight years apart so imagine we had a we have an age gap between us where she's like you don't understand you don't want to respect and i'm like no i'm older now you have to respect <laughs> me so we have those arguments all the time yeah but um there's that mutual respect, and I think, again, our mom has always been on us that it's only you two. You mm-hmm. guys have each other, so if you guys don't want to make it work, how do you expect for it to work? And right. A lot of times, we got to stop and be like, hey, right now I can't stand you, but I love you. Let's work this out, and let's get it done. Hey, Meg's listeners. I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Don't worry. I won't interrupt for too long, but the Meg's team and I just wanted to give other millennial entrepreneurs and all business owners the opportunity to share and promote their own businesses services and products on meg's moments interested send us an email at info at megsconsults.com now back to your episode that's amazing <laughs> yeah I, I, and do you feel like having your family be a part of it makes you a little bit more accountable maybe maybe it makes you want to commit to things a little bit more um yes and no um i think accountable just in the sense where you don't want to be the failure in the family well no fair enough <laughs> um, been there before <laughs> exactly but at the same time it's still your business like papa's been a part of us for so long it's mm-hmm. all of our child um so just having the accountability of just having our business you never want your own business to look bad because when you've put so much into it you want someone to feel the same way about the business you do right yeah so uh considering that the time and space that we're in there's a lot of millennials who are entrepreneurs they have entrepreneurial ventures but what i've also been recognizing especially with a lot of my clients is that they're actually part-time entrepreneurs if you want to call them that Mm -hmm. so they go to their nine to fives same as me i go to my nine to five when i come back i'm working on my passion project well essentially working on it 24 hours a day Mm -hmm. your story and your narrative is a little different you work at papa full-time what's that been like it's been hard i'm I'm not even going to sugarcoat it it's been hard in the sense where right before papa i was working retail and you have that comfortability and security of knowing when your two weeks hit Mm -hmm. that paycheck is coming in no matter what 
if you work four hours, you know the money is coming in. Um, I think for me, when I stopped fully working nine to five or a regular a regular job, I'll put that in quotations, to work for myself, I didn't understand how much like you have to work to eat. Um, so I completely understand when a lot of people want to still do their nine to five and work on the passion project. It's 100% understandable. It's uh, obviously it's always about comfortability and mm-hmm. security. Bills are real. Bills are 100% wow. real. 100%. <laughs> Gas prices are 100%. They keep real. going up. Mm-hmm. Rent is 100% <laughs> real. So um I think it's it's just making sure like understanding that like you kind of have to like yeah, maybe work a little bit, still do your 9 to 5 and work on your passion project, but I always feel like you have to be working so your passion project becomes your nine to five. I love if it. If you really love what you're doing, you're kind of you're working nine to five to pay for what you want to really want to do to eventually have that be your full income, your full job. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it was hard. Um, there would be days I'm not gonna, I cried, I struggled. <laughs> I like there's days I don't want to wake up. Right? There's I miss the times where sometimes I could literally call into work. My stomach hurts, but now it's like I'm sick. Wait, I can't call nobody. No, I, can't, I have to call myself, be there. so I gotta go. Yeah. Um. So having it be my full time, I love it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can ever go back to work for somebody else. If I'm very honest. Yeah. Um. Just for the simple fact is now that I've gotten used to working for myself and I can make my own decisions. To have to go report to someone is going to be a little hard for me. Yeah, no one here. And I think that, again, that's like the most challenging part for a lot of people because if you are, depending on what type of entrepreneurial venture you're running, like after hours from your nine to five, you're your own boss, and then maybe you get to work and your boss is like, no, you got to do this. And you want to be like, um, do you know who I am? <laughs> like, I'm the CEO of my own company, okay? Like, do you know who you're talking to? But at the end you of the day, no, you can't, right? You, can. you have to humble yourself in that regard. But I, I think doing both has been a really good life lesson. And again, even the people that I'm working with, I, I see I see them in two boats. There are people who are kind of like, yes, I understand um, that I'm passionate about what my, my side hustle is or what my passion project is. And yes, I understand that the nine to five that I have maybe comes along with like really great benefits or really great resources that allow me to contribute to my passion project. And then I have the entrepreneurs who are kind of like, I'm ready to go. And I, I don't know if it's they're ready to go because they hate their nine to five or they're ready to go because they actually are really passionate about and committed to their passion projects. And so I've had some of them be like, yeah, I'm ready to quit. I'm going to quit my job right now. And and sometimes I'm just like, well, hold your horses. If if you had somebody who is sitting there ready and waiting to quit their job, what kind of advice would you give them before they quit their job to, to pursue full-time entrepreneurship? Um, I think for, the, for them, I just really would say stop and really evaluate your life. Mm-hmm. Um, really understand the, the leap you're taking. Um, just because right now, you are going to go into a life where you work to eat. You are doing everything. Everything depends on you. Um, pretty much your business becomes your life. Um, there's no day I can literally strip off the title of Paba and just be Daisy. I'm pretty much, Daisy and Paba are one person at this point. <laughs> um, so really just sit, evaluate your life, understand what the, the leap you're taking, the chance you're taking. But if you're very passionate, I say take the chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and honestly, it's always good just to try. Um, I think we're in a great time where everyone understands working for themselves everyone is so eager to start their own business which i think is the most beautiful thing Mm -hmm. um and also i always say talk to other people who have done the same thing as you in terms of just working for themselves there's so many 
opportunities, so many people you can talk to. I've been on panels with um, for Black History Month at different schools where there's so many people I didn't even know were in the community where I can go and be like, hey, this is, I want to do this. What do yeah. you think about this? Just always bounce off your ideas off of somebody. Um, and I think one thing a lot of people also need to remember is support. Don't always feel like everyone around you is going to support you. And if that's a very, 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 that. very yes. hard lesson to learn. Yes. Um, but you need to understand that just because someone is your friend or they claim to be your friend, they might not support you. No. And I think that's a hard lesson that a lot of people don't think will happen. They feel like, okay, maybe let's just say I'm starting this hairline and I have all these friends. When I start, they're all going to buy hair from me. Oh, no. <laughs> you realize who your friends are. Rather um, quickly, too. Very quickly. Yeah. Because a lot of them will just feel like, oh, but just give it to me for free mm-hmm. and I'll promote it for you. Not understanding that obviously you have to pay for supplies or whatever. Your money went into it and you need your, some of your money back. Right. Um, so just, I think they also need to be ready to lose a couple of friends mm-hmm. and realize who their friends are. But I think the beautiful thing in the end is really seeing who is your support system mm-hmm. and having those people around you. A hundred percent. And and I'm so glad that you mentioned that because at Megs, we're always talking about like the importance of your network and the importance of the people around you. And sometimes, yes, you may not have friends who are supporting you, but you'd be surprised what kind of other entrepreneurs you meet or like mm-hmm. even your clientele who ends up being so supportive because they understand and I think they value yes. your skills a little bit more than the people around you sometimes. Yes. And that, that does not mean you got to stop being friends with your best friend. No. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't, don't go tell your friend you don't want to talk to her no more. No more yeah. you no. no, it's, it's it, it doesn't have to be that serious. Sometimes, I, and I think this is one thing I've learned um, because my parents are extremely traditional. Sometimes people need to see you succeed and thrive before they understand the dream. Yes, you know, and that's that's not something that you have to take offense to. You kind of mm-hmm. just when they're ready to join the party bus, you just let them on. You let them mm-hmm. on, and you know you don't let them feel bad. I think that's one thing people like when I become big, I'm gonna rub it in her face. Yeah. No, you're not. Like, let's be honest. When she's ready to come or when he's ready to come, you you walk on them with open arms. Exactly. Um, I mean, a lot of time people need to see you succeed. Like she was just saying, like you have to, they need to vi- visually see it like happen for them mm-hmm. to be like, oh my gosh, like it happened. And I think that's one benefit I've had is the fact that I have a mom and a support system around me who understands it. So I never had to really explain it. But I have people around me till today who have someone make a comment, like, I think I was at church, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. And they're like, how can you be tired? You run your own business. And I have to, like, <laughs> give him a side glance, like, can you want to repeat what you, I'm like, I'm going to be more tired. What do you mean? Right. My, my life doesn't stop. While I'm standing here at church, you know I have emails coming through that I'm... Right. But, like, you have people who don't understand it. And it's like, I had a friend who had to sit me down and be like, you're going to argue with everyone if you get mad every time someone says a comment. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, but they don't understand. Like, no. <laughs> Daisy, relax. I just understand it just doesn't make sense to them. Mm-hmm. So you have to make it make sense. If not, just leave them. Just leave them. Not, not you, again, not everybody has to be on the home team, and that's Shit. that's completely okay, right? So... Again, you work with your mom and your sister, and you guys have formed this awesome identity. How do you manage to maintain your identity and independence in this space and like being in the family business? Because you're still young, right? Yes. How do you how do you manage to yeah How do you manage to to still be Daisy at the end of the day? Um, I think for me, just finding what works for me in the business. Um, not all aspects of the business I enjoy, and there's mm-hmm. some aspects of the business that I'll straight up say, you know what. I can help, but it's not really where my heart is. It's not really where my forte is. Mm-hmm. And they understand that. There's certain things. That 
I work better in. Um, for me, it's just really keeping who I am. Um, just because I'm in the makeup business, you're not going to see me 24-7 lashes and, and like, Your face know, full, full face beat 20. No, there's days I don't wear makeup, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Most of the time when I wear makeup, my makeup is more simple. I think really keeping true to myself and being, for people to, uh, I think also a lot of people, I love that when they come into the store to see my sister who face beat all the time. Like, she is a diva, and I love it. <laughs> that's her. That's been her since she was a kid. Mm-hmm. But they've accepted that when I when I come to the store, more simple, you know, I might, you know, throw in a little glitter here once in a very blue moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, just really staying true to myself, finding what I like in the business mm-hmm. and really focusing on those aspects. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. And so what would you say sets uh, Paba apart from other beauty brands out there? Because right now everybody's got a makeup beauty line. I'm telling, like mm-hmm. Rihanna, Kylie Jenner and them. I Now I've noticed when I go to the, the drugstore, there's, so many more colors available. I think Rihanna was giving everybody a run for their money, to be honest I mean, with you. I before Rihanna. But you guys I mean... were. You guys, I, but I feel like she's she's kind of forcing these bigger brands who are providing. Of course. Yeah. But what, what sets you guys apart from everybody um, else? So for us, Pava is really a family, homegrown company. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that really we really want to black women to understand their undertones and understand their skin conditions. So everything we produce is not just, okay, we produce it and putting it on the shelf. Absolutely not. Everything, every single thing that you see at Papa has been tested and tried on our personal basis. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, and I think just because it was created for women of color by women of color, we understand certain things. There's certain things that other companies may, may not understand. For example, hyperpigmentation. When you mention it to other people, they're like, yeah, just a few di- discoloration. No, it's a serious thing. Someone mm-hmm. can have a completely different tone trying to match that. Um, understanding our undertones. We've had people come in, yeah, I'm more warm, I'm more cool. Okay, you have a red undertone. Understand that <laughs> it's red. The girl on YouTube told me my undertones are this. No, and it's just, I think Pava is just, it's just really a, a, a brand that really tries to understand its customers, its environment, mm-hmm. um, and just really trying to work towards that. I think one thing, I shouldn't say I think, one thing I know mm-hmm. is... Um, just even when people come in, we always get compliments of the simple fact that people are like, you guys really make me feel like I'm the only one in the store. That's amazing. Because um, we really want to understand who you are, what your routine is, um, and then develop product on that. And we're always open for new ideas from clientele. Um, like, we are willing to develop based on maybe if we don't have, let me say, your shade. Let's test it. Let's keep in contact. So when we create your shade, we can test it on you. Um, so Papa is just this... Family grown, family love brand that really wants women of color to see their beauty. Our slogan is for all the beautiful shades of you. Um, just really understanding that you are beautiful. Here's a few products to help enhance that. Mm-hmm. I wish you guys could see like how happy Daisy is as she talks about like <laughs> her company and their products. Like this to me encom- like encompasses what it means to be a business owner, and I think. Like, seeing your reaction is also a good reminder. Like, if the person selling you a product or the person that owns the business doesn't sound, like, overjoyed about what they're providing to you, yo, don't buy it. It's not... I know, it's just... I think... I understand, like, I, it's just... When you've spent time to create something, yeah. and it's like... I always say it's... When we create a new product, for example, we put it on the shelf, and it's like, we're waiting, and that one customer comes in and buys it, and the next customer comes back, and then they come back, they're like, I love this, it's the best thing. It's oh, like, I'm sitting there jumping like... <laughs> 
like, yeah, no, it's so good. I think it's just the satisfaction of knowing, like, there was a problem. We, we saw a problem. Mom saw a problem. Her own problem that she realized it wasn't only her. She mm-hmm. had her sister. She would go to the makeup counter with her sister-in-law. Sister in law is a completely different shade, and they'll be like, Oh, you guys are the same color. No, they weren't. Like, <laughs> my aunt is way lighter than my mom, and right. you guys are trying to sell them the same shade. And my mom has been a very strong woman, so she sometimes she would argue, No, that's impossible. We can't be the same shade. Mm-hmm. Um, so, her just spending the time to really do her research, finding a chemist, and trust me, our chemists and manufacturers sometimes can't stand us because they'll bring something, we're like, No, <laughs> this ain't it. This isn't right. No, but these, I'm like, No, no, no. It's not right. You have to do this. Finish mm-hmm. this. Remember, I said I want it to feel like this. No, if you, I'm like, no, it doesn't feel like that. Like, do you not understand? Mm-hmm. And I think there's so much passion behind the brand from all three of us, just in different aspects and certain things that people don't think that we are highly involved with, but we're highly involved in yeah. all aspects of the brand. Yeah. So it's just it's fun. I love it. I That's love amazing. It. That's amazing. So you guys have employees at the moment. No, it's just us. We wow. have um, we have makeup artists we do work with. Okay. Um, that do use a brand. Um, that we, if we're going to shows and stuff, that we do take with us. Mm-hmm. But official employees who like work in the store twenty four seven. When you come in, you only see me and my sister. Wow. And my mom. But I mean, we're great people. You guys are really us. putting in that work. <laughs> that is amazing. And I think that goes back to the whole customer service aspect. Mm-hmm. The people that are actually helping source and create and provide the products are the ones that are going to actually be giving you the tips and tricks when you come into the store. Yeah. Yeah. I think for us also, it's just, um, if we're going to hire somebody is really finding the right people Mm -hmm. to have that experience. Um, like I said, it's just, you don't want someone to come in and be like, well, when I deal with Daisy, she's this way. So how come the person you hired isn't giving me that same treatment? We want everyone to have the exact same experience when they come in. So, um, in terms of us hiring in the future, I think it won't. It will be a, a more you know detailed process for mm-hmm. us, um, just because we want everyone to have that same feeling, that same energy when they come in. We are very like friendly people, so when you come in, we're like, "Hi, how are you?" And people always look at us like, "Why are you so excited to see me?" I'm like, "Cause you're in the store. Like, what's wrong?" With right. You? Not everybody's used to honestly. To yeah. be honest with you, at, at a lot of beauty supply stores, especially in the GTA. I'm not used to having good customer service or when I walk in, somebody's greeting me. Like, oftentimes, it's kind of like, are you waiting to, like, incriminate me for something? Because I just, like, touched a bottle. Like, so to, to go somewhere where the people are very kind and they're, like, looking forward to your business, is, that's definitely refreshing. So, Daisy, you're obviously a professional. We just want to, I want to get a, a few tips and tricks okay. from you. Yeah, okay. so tell me. Right now in the age of social media, in the day and age of social media mm-hmm. where everybody's all about optics, why does someone's physical or outward appearance affect their brand? Or how does it affect their brand? Um, because people look at you as the brand. Um, if I'm walking around and I do not look clean, I don't look presentable, you're not going to feel like the products are good. Mm-hmm. Um, so always, I mean, it's always, of course, the inner person, the inner of someone is very important. Yeah, we're not but shallow. We're not. <laughs> but I think at the end of the day, the someone's first um, impression, sorry, of you is your outward appearance. Mm-hmm. So um, you have to sell your brand. Um, there's only so much someone else can do to sell your brand. You are your brand. You understand your brand. You know what your brand, the feel you want your brand to have, the look you want your brand to have. So you embodying it helps other people feel like, okay, I like how she does her makeup. I like how she looks. I want that same type of feeling, her confidence and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you have to look the part to be able to sell the part, if that makes Agreed, sense. Agreed, 100%. And so, um, again, with the growth of digital media and social media, I've been seeing uh, moi's or makeup artists mm-hmm. pop up 
everywhere, left and right. Mm-hmm. Every day, somebody's got a new Instagram page for to be a makeup artist, and I think I think it's amazing because mm-hmm. I'm starting to see that there are now people who understand how to do makeup for particular skin tones. Yes. So that means you you have options. There's a variety, but um, just with my background, I don't think everybody's necessarily doing it the right way. I could be wrong, but mm-hmm. if you had a makeup artist, a, a budding makeup artist, come to you and they were wondering. What are three things that I need to do in terms of making sure that I get my business off the ground the right way? What would you tell them? Uh, number one, make sure you're doing it because you love it. Don't do it because you feel like, um, oh, there's some extra money I can make, so I'm going to start doing it. Because at the end of the day, if you're not putting passion into what you're doing, if you're not putting your whole heart into what you're doing, it's not going to really mm-hmm. take off. Um, and number two, I always say is have good products. As makeup artists, you are dealing with people's skin. Um, if you put the wrong thing on someone's skin and they have a reaction, that reflects so horribly on you. Right. Um, as a makeup artist, because if, let's just say, if Marion comes to me and is like, I need a makeup artist, and I had a bad experience with you, I'll be like, don't go to her. Because <laughs> when I went, I got a rash. Right. She made me look like this. Right. Made me look like that. Um, so making sure you have the right products mm-hmm. and really try to understand skin. Yes, makeup is just going on top of skin, but you have to always make sure you're understanding someone's skin. Um, if someone is more oily, understanding maybe certain products will work for them. Maybe this fad that's come out that maybe they're putting something on their skin. I mean, it looks good for the moment, but what's the health of their skin that's going to come after? Right. Right. So really doing your research to understand skin, understand the products you're going to be using, making sure it's the right products. I think those three things. So loving what you what you're doing, mm-hmm. making sure it's a passion of yours, finding the right products to, and then really understanding. Um, skin is that's very yeah important. those are good tips and and i think even that's just something that we can all apply to like our, our general good yeah. hygiene like make sure you're finding the right things for you yep. now there's one question that i have because as you've been talking about all of this i'm just i'm, I'm really intrigued about the fact that like you guys have gone to the depths of the earth to do, do all, all of your research and i was just wondering where does someone find a chemist how does someone find a chemist? Um, honestly, my mom is interesting. Um, <laughs> my mom's very prayerful. Everything she does, um, God is her guide. Um, mm-hmm. And she always says that's the only reason the business is still going. So I think for her, it's just praying. She was able to meet someone who was able to meet somebody who was able to show her. Um, and then she met um, our first chemist and manufacturer. Um, and from then, the team has grown. Um, and I think for her, just getting them to really understand the black skin. It's hard to find a black chemist. We were able to find one eventually, but the first group of people we worked with were not black. So certain things where you like my mom, like, but it doesn't like, doesn't it make sense to you? Like, no, it does not. (laughs) Um, So just do your research. I think the wonderful thing now about 2019 and just, internet is your life mm-hmm. you can find anything on the internet mm-hmm. i mean you might not find might not find the right one and the right people um but you can always do your research i think that's the best thing yeah for sure google is our friend and, and i'm glad that you mentioned that your mom knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody because again your network it's literally important. like can become your net worth mm-hmm. so it's all about making sure you're connecting yourself to the right people or even sometimes the person that like lives next door to you that you don't think you'll be shocked. Yeah. <laughs> like honestly there's so many people like since we opened the store and just being able to meet like so many people who walk in, inside the store, mm-hmm. you'll be shocked about the things people do. And like so many people we've met who have able to like grow the business and like this person knows this person. Oh, I'm going to send this person to you guys. And like 
you meet these people and you're like, where were you hiding? Right? Like, how come? Or you knew them and they're like, oh, but you know I do this. And you're like, no, I didn't. Mind blown. I know. I know. Yeah. Again, so it's all about just making sure you're tapping into your network and speaking to people and uh, honing those relationships. And then eventually every single thing that you need or the things that you didn't even think that you wanted, but again, that you do need will will eventually come to you. So Daisy, we've reached the end of today's episode. I want to thank you so, so, so much for being on our podcast today. Um, I loved everything that you had to share with us. Like I'm inspired. I might go home and ask my mom if she wants to open up a business because I just like, this is exciting. <laughs> Family business just really seems like the thing. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Are there any last things that you want to say before you head out? No, I want to thank you guys for having me. Of course, I'm gonna know. Insert a yeah, plug, plug right now. Plug. Um, check us out, Pablo Cosmetics. Um, we are on, of course, Instagram, Facebook, Pablo Cosmetics. Um, we have a website, www.pablocosmetics.com, and we do have a store here in the GTA. We're in Etobicoke, 680 Rexdale Unit Two. Come in. We are there Monday to Friday, 10 to 7, and Saturday, 10 to 6. Come on in, even if you're not ready to buy a product. Just come and say hi. Come meet us. Awesome. Thank you again so much. Until next time. Bye.